What's up, folks? Episode two here of the Parallel Economy Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Torba. Thank you for joining me today. Got a great episode for you today. You know, a lot of folks are, are really excited about the podcast, myself included. This is probably long overdue. Uh, the past few years have been pretty, pretty interesting for me. So for those of you who don't know, I do have three children, three young children, all under the age of four. Uh, well, four and a half, uh, two and a half, and almost six months old. So uh, I've been in, in dad mode for the past few years and haven't been able to uh, create as much content. I've actually been turning down pretty much all podcasts and interviews and events for about two years now. And that's been a, a tremendous blessing to me because I really wanted to, to focus on my family, and, uh, focus on my children. And, you know, I, I like to practice what I preach, right? It, you know, these are things that I tell other people to do. And so if I'm not doing them, that would make me a hypocrite, would it not? And so I've been really focused on my local community, my local church and, uh, and my family in my own home. And uh, I encourage you guys to do the same thing. But uh, I finally have sort of got the ropes under me. Uh, my wife and I have have gotten used to uh, having three children now. And so we've, we've sort of got things optimized. Um, you know, if you're a parent, you know how that goes when you have a new baby. Um, there's definitely an adjustment period. And, um, you know, our son was potty trading and all that stuff. So we sort of got over some humps and, uh, and now I'm able to, to spend some time creating content. So today I want to talk about, uh, you know, the parallel economy and, and defining what it is. So, you know, in the first episode, I, I had a good chat with Dan Eddy, who is the COO of Gab Pay, uh, Gab's merchant processing arm. And we had a great conversation. So if you missed episode one, go back and check that out. Uh, today, I, I want to do a little bit more of a deep dive into what, what exactly is this, this concept of a parallel economy. And hopefully, you can walk away from this episode uh, and have a better understanding of that. So without further ado, let's dive in. Um, I do have uh, some slides. So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, obviously, you can't see the slides, but I'm going to walk you through it. Um, and we'll, we'll just sort of define our terms and, and go from there. So defining the parallel economy, right? A parallel economy refers to an economic system or ecosystem that operates alongside the mainstream or traditional economy. The parallel economy can take various forms and often serves specific purpose, purposes uh, or communities. Establishing a censorship resistant uh, community and infrastructure is really the core of what we're trying to do here. So in the last episode, uh, you know, Dan and I had, had talked about how um, a lot of people have misconceptions about the parallel economy. They think that it's uh, it's, uh, you know, the black market or, um, you know, that it's it's totally you know built on cryptocurrency or things of this nature or it's not at all using the existing infrastructure um, that is built up around the existing economy. And that's not true. That's where we want to get to. But stuff like that doesn't happen overnight, right? So, you know, if we're going to build our own, you know, Visa or MasterCard credit card payment processing rails, that's not something that can just be done overnight. That's going to take quite a lot of time and effort. So we have to sort of work with what we have right now. And the important part of this is building the infrastructure and building the partnerships with banks that support and share our values and with merchant processors like GabPay and others that uh, support our values and uh, social networks like Gab that support our values, right? And so it's really about building, more so about building community and it's about encouraging people to 
uh, spend money and spend their time and spend their energy and spend their efforts, um, you know, supporting businesses, supporting people, supporting organizations uh, that share their values and that have a backbone. Right. So I think that's another big part of it is so, you know, there's a lot of churches that may share your values, but. You know, I think we learned during COVID that a lot of churches sort of bent the knee to the regime and uh, didn't really have a backbone when it came to, you know, defending, uh, you know, our, our, our rights and um, the ability for us to exercise our and practice our faith freely. And so it, it's really about weeding out the weak as well um, and finding out who's going to sort of have the backbone uh, at the infrastructure level, at the technology level, at the commerce level, at the business level. Uh, to stand up to, you know, the woke mob and uh, and not bend the knee and not cancel people just because they have a politically incorrect opinion or, or a taboo opinion. So, you know, the other part of, of what we're building here is, is obviously corely focused on protecting and uniting around our core values. Number one, Christ first, period. That is, is the backbone of the parallel economy. Um, there's other people, other businesses out there which is it's a good thing, right? There's there's other organizations that I've sort of talked about this before that are sort of picking up on the parallel economic economy concept um, and running with it, and that's good in in a sense. That's good because it propels the concept out there more. Um, you know, it, it it mainstreams the concept more, etc. So there's folks in conservative circles that are starting now starting to talk about this, but you know what they're not talking about is they're not talking about like what are the the sort of core values what what is this parallel economy actually standing for? What unites us in this parallel economy? And number one, it has to be we're putting Christ first above all else. If we don't have that, if we don't have that cornerstone, nothing else matters, right? You know, you could build a, a whole parallel economy that is is grounded on what? Conservatism? Like, you know, is that what the, the cornerstone of, of, of the right wing parallel economy is? Because conservatism is a failure, right? It has, it has failed to conserve anything. Um, and so it's, it's as an ideology, it is, it is failed. And, and so why would you build uh, this parallel economy on uh, the back of a failed political ideology that failed to conserve anything? So that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, whereas Christ succeeded, right? And <laughs> Christ is our cornerstone of the parallel economy. And that doesn't mean that you have to be a Christian necessarily to participate in the parallel economy, right? So you could still you know, sort of support what we're doing in that we're building up businesses uh, that are owned by families that support traditional American and Christian values and biblical values. You can support all of that and not be a Christian. Um, and, you know, you could start a business in the parallel economy. You don't have to be a Christian to do that, although that's sort of ideal, right? Like we want to be able to support um, Christian families and small businesses that are not afraid to proclaim the word of God and to proclaim and put Christ first. So I think that's one of the, the, the very first thing that we should emphasize about what it is we're doing here. It is a parallel Christian economy. It's not just a parallel economy. It's a parallel Christian economy. And broader than that, it's a parallel Christian society. The parallel economy is, is one component of that. But more, more broadly, what we're doing here is we're building a parallel Christian society. So we're saying we're done with the mainstream society. We're done with the mainstream culture. We're done with the mainstream economy as much as we possibly can be until we start building up our own infrastructure, building up our own businesses, building up um, our own alternatives to a lot of these things, which is going to take time. You know, this is something I mentioned in the last episode. This is going to be a multi-generational effort here. Uh, this is not something that you just do in two or three years and, you know, 
poof, we have a, a, a parallel economy or we have a parallel Christian society, right? This is something that we're going to have to lay the foundation now and that the cornerstone of that foundation is Jesus Christ. And as we build up the infrastructure over the years, it grows stronger and it grows bigger. And um, I think we're starting to see that happen now. So as this concept uh, you know, becomes mainstreamed, which is, is really just at its infancy, it hasn't really even begun to start yet. Um, I think that we're going to start seeing some things happen, some businesses pop up and, and more events like the, the Bud Light situation. Um, we could be doing that to every single one of these massive corporations. Like that's the amount of collective purchasing power that we have. Um, it's just astronomical. And I don't think that people realize it, but you know, where you're investing your money and your time really does matter. And that's another sort of core thing that we're trying to get across here with building a parallel economy is, you know, your vote may not matter <laughs> at the ballot box, but your vote with your wallet and your vote with your time and your vote with your energy and your effort it really does matter and it really does make a big difference. And again, we saw that with Bud Light. We saw that with the latest Marvel movie that just came out, you know, tanking at the box office, not at all hitting uh, the projections that they were trying to hit with that. And so, you know, we have to realize that we really do have a, a tremendous purchasing power, tremendous influence on the mainstream economy and on the mainstream culture. Um, it's just we, we sort of have to collectively realize that. Um, and it starts in your own home, right? It starts with the individual. It starts with you personally making those decisions to not support, you know, Netflix or Disney or any of these major, you know, woke brands that are pushing BLM and all this stuff down our throats for the past several years. They'll get the message, okay? And, and so it's going to take time, but it is working. And um, if we continue pushing down that path uh, in tandem with building our own infrastructure, so it's not just enough to to stop supporting these these places and these businesses and, and stop spending your time on places like Facebook, et cetera. You got to you got to sort of redirect that energy somewhere else. OK. And so instead of, you know, purchasing from Disney, instead of purchasing from, you know, name the big Fortune 500 brand, seek out an alternative with a brand that provides you know a similar service or a similar product, but that shares your values. OK. And, and so that's what we're trying to facilitate here at Gab. So we have thousands of businesses that are on Gab as that are a part of the, the parallel economy infrastructure that we're building. We have the Gab marketplace where, where businesses can list their business in our directory, where they can list their, their products and services on our marketplace. Um, and then they can do payment processing, merchant processing with Gab pay. And so we're, we're in the process that like the way that we're sort of um, helping to enable uh, this parallel economy is by building the infrastructure and building the tools uh, so that businesses can survive and thrive on sort of cancel proof infrastructure, um, you know, run by people that share their values. Uh, and then the consumers can, can find this stuff too, because that's the other big problem is like, where do I go to find, you know, alternatives to, to all of these, you know, woke companies, right? There's not really a, a place for that. And so that's a big part of the vision that we've been building out over the past several years is, is providing that place and providing that infrastructure. So it's both ends. It's providing the infrastructure, for the businesses in the parallel economy to build and grow and market their business in the parallel economy. But then it's also the consumer side where we're providing a place for them to discover and, and purchase from those businesses that, that share their values. So let me continue on with my presentation here. Um, you know, what are some practical steps that you can take? So 
pull your positions out of uh, these useless stock market. Uh, uh, you know, buy things like Bitcoin, gold, silver, food stores, ammo. Right. Um, you know, the stock market is is sort of rigged and, and propped up just like everything else is. And so, you know, we need to not participate. That is also a part of the mainstream economy. Right. That is that is the 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 mainstream economy that we're trying to get away from. And eventually we're going to have our own stock market. Okay. Um, you know, maybe you guys don't know this, but I, there's, I think it's the NASDAQ that requires you to have a certain amount of diversity on your board of directors, all this DEI stuff. Like if you're buying stocks in these, these public companies, you're directly supporting, you know, the, the, the stuff that, that these, uh, that these stock markets, uh, impose on these, these corporations. And so, you know, that's one way is, is <laughs> and, and if enough of us did that, it would, it would certainly cause a ripple effect in the market, which would be interesting. Uh, national elections are a big distraction. So members of Congress, they're bought and sold like cattle by these oligarchs, by foreign nations, by whoever has the money, really. So instead of centering your focus on, uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, the next presidential candidate elected in a rigged election, uh, center your focus on getting Christian men in your own backyard elected to school board, uh, city council, mayor, etc. Focus more so on local elections because you actually do have an impact locally um, and, and most of the people in your community, including probably yourself, if you admit it, don't know too much about local politics. And that's an opportunity for us. Um, so, you know, focus on small local elections um, where you can have a real impact. Run if you feel called to run um, and, and get involved. Uh, exit the big tech mind prison. Obviously, I'm going to say this. Join Gab. You know, get off of Facebook. Um, if you're on Facebook, you know, talk about voting with your time. Uh, voting with where you spend your energy. If you're on Facebook, every every minute that you're spending on Facebook, you're making Mark Zuckerberg more money so that he could rig the next election, just like he did in, in 2020. Um, and so, you know, if you're spending your time there, you're feeding the beast. You're feeding the enemy. You're making the enemy money. And so it's, it's not just about wh what you're buying and who you're buying from. It's about where we spend our time as well. Um, you know, and this, this goes to the church level too. If your church has gone woke, you need to leave. Uh, you need to, to, to try to change it from within or leave. Those are your two options, okay? If your church is preaching a gospel that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ, if they're preaching a gospel of social justice or progressivism or liberal talking points, you need to leave. And you know what? It's, it's, it's something that is really pervasive uh, in, Amer in the American church in, in particular. Um, we see this pervasiveness of, of Zionism, um, and that's largely due to, uh, you know, people like Darby and, and Schofield who were funded by Zionists um, to push this radical new theology of dispensationalism that didn't exist for the first 1900 years of church history. Uh, and, and so, you know, people need to understand the, the sort of the theology behind the church that they're in. And um, if that theology is, is preaching another gospel, if it's preaching the gospel of Zionism, if it's preaching the gospel of social justice or of progressivism, then you need to get into a new church. Um, in most cases, you're probably not going to be able to change it from within. They have a lot of probably safeguards against that. So you can either start a new church or find a new church, but you probably have to get out. And um, you got to stop supporting churches like this, okay? Because this is, this is a part of the pervasive problem that we're seeing in the American church is they're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're preaching another gospel, whether it's the gospel of Zionism, which is a big, big problem in the American church, the gospel of social justice, progressivism, left-wing causes. That's another big, big problem in the American church. 
Uh, but there are churches out there that are actually preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. You just got to take the time and the effort to go and find them and stop subjecting yourself to a false gospel and stop, you know, tithing to these churches that are promoting a false gospel and get yourself in a good church. So that's a, that's another big part of it. Um, you know, leave big banks for local community banks. Uh, you may not think that you're supporting causes like BLM and LGBT and all that woke stuff, but if you're banking with a bank, uh, a major bank, chances are you're supporting it uh, indirectly. And it's the same thing with when you're supporting these these massive Fortune 500 companies that are doing you know DEI and all that crap. Um, you're indirectly supporting all these causes, and uh, you know <laughs> you're, they're they're indoctrinating the next generation, and they're forcing all this stuff down the throats of of Americans every single day and people around the world, really. Uh, start supporting the local businesses uh, in your area as well. Um, go out of your way uh, to support small local businesses. I think that's a that's an important thing, um, you know, that you can focus on. And uh, you know, outside of that, uh, pull your kids out of the public schools. You know, I, I know that's easier said than done, but you know, protecting the minds of the next generation is is crucial. Again, this is this is a long term play. This isn't something that we just you know just build a, a, a parallel economy or a parallel society overnight. Um, ensuring that the next generation, that our children, that your grandchildren, are not being uh, subjugated to these uh, indoctrination of the enemy is is just absolutely crucial. So. Do whatever you can to get your kids either in private school, a private Christian school, ideally. And I know not everybody can do that or homeschool. And again, I know not everybody can do that. Um, if you can't do that, that's the ideal scenario. But if you can't, for whatever reason, can't do it, can't make it work, um, then you need to ensure that you're spending time with your kids and um, and reviewing what they're learning in school and correcting um, the errors of, of the things that they're being taught in school. At, at a minimum, at an absolute minimum, um, you know, as parents, it's it's our job, it's our responsibility to disciple our children, and so if we're not doing that, um, that's on us. And uh, I think we need to to get back to that. Um, it's not your church's responsibility to disciple your children. It's not the school's responsibility to disciple your children. It's it's your responsibility as a parent. And I think a lot of parents, too far too many parents over the past couple of generations, have sort of outsourced their parental responsibility to disciple their children to the TV, to the iPad, uh, to the church, to the school, take your pick, to the culture. And we see the fruits of that now, right? We see the fruits of what happens when parents aren't discipling their children. They're going to get discipled by someone else. And chances are it's not going to be discipled in biblical values. It's not going to be discipled in, you know, cherishing our country, loving our country, loving Christ, um, you know, we, we see the fruits of that with with these younger generations now. And so we have to learn from this and we have to uh, disciple our children. It's just that simple. So let's get back to this here. Uh, go and build. Gab, how to build a parallel economy. So you need to research and discover, seek out Christian businesses that align with your values. You know, online directories like we we're going to about to launch on Gab, our business directory for the parallel economy, local church networks, Christian communities. These can all serve as a valuable resource to identify businesses that prioritize their faith in their operations. Uh, prioritize collaboration. Foster connections and collaborations within the Christian business community. Networking events, trade shows, online platforms like Gab, dedicated to entrepreneurship, 
can facilitate partnerships and collaborations, enabling businesses to support one another and jointly serve their target market. So we're seeing this a lot on Gab now where different business owners that are in the parallel economy are, are doing um, you know, different partnerships and stuff and working together, which is really great to see. Um, and then we want to encourage entrepreneurship, right? We need, we need pretty much to replace everything. And uh, that's going to take time and that's going to take uh, an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, as Christians, we're builders, right? We're indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And so we, we have the ability to create and to build things. Uh, that's that's a, a gift that God, God has blessed us with. It's a fruit of the spirit. And so we need to use that to to build businesses and, and build businesses up and help businesses grow of, of people that share our values and, um, you know, aren't going to to bend the knee on uh, any of the woke stuff or the mob or any of that nonsense. So by nurturing and empowering Christian entrepreneurs, the parallel economy can flourish offering diverse options for consumers while promoting shared beliefs uh, and then amplify your support. So if you discover a business that has a great product that's in the parallel economy, like tell other people about it, right? Use your voice. Uh, word of mouth is one of the most powerful forms of marketing, especially in the parallel economy, especially at these early stages. And so if you find a business that is great, has a great service, a great alternative, um, be sure to tell other people about it. That's really important. So, you know, what are we doing here at Gab uh, in terms of building infrastructure for the parallel economy? You know, obviously we have Gab, which is a replacement for Facebook and Twitter. We have a, uh, a Gab TV, which is a replacement for Vimeo and YouTube. Gab Ads, uh, which is a replacement for Google AdSense and Facebook ads. And then Gab Pay, which is uh, a replacement for the payment processors. So this is just some of the infrastructure that we're working on. You know, we also have Gab Marketplace, which is an alternative for things like eBay, Etsy, Facebook Marketplace, etc. So, you know, that's just a, a broad overview of the infrastructure of how we're building. And so I want to encourage other people to build because we can't build it all. We've built a heck of a lot, um, especially, uh, you know, for what we have to work with. We've built a lot, but we certainly cannot build it all. And I want to see other entrepreneurs stepping up to the plate to build things. Um, and, and they certainly are. Uh, and I see it on, on Gab every day. So just a high level overview here for the second episode, what the parallel economy is, why it's important. And, um, you know, what we're doing here at Gab to to enable and and support entrepreneurs in the parallel economy and businesses in the parallel economy on both ends. So giving business owners the tools uh, to distribute, to advertise, to connect with customers, uh, to get their products out there and then giving consumers, uh, you know, the ability to discover these things and and uh, purchase from these businesses and things of that nature. So. All right. I think that's good for episode two. I appreciate you guys tuning in. This one was a little bit of a quick one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing these. Um, if you enjoy them, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it's now available uh, wherever you get your podcasts, um, you know, Apple podcasts and all that stuff. So go check it out at paralleleconomypodcast.com. Share these with a friend. And of course, get on gab.com. Thank you guys. And remember to speak freely. Jesus Christ is King. <laughs>